Welcome to the Simplify Jesus Podcast. We're your hosts, Matt Gunter and Bill Allen, and together we are breaking barriers through communication. So welcome back, everybody. So last week, we had a pretty heavy conversation uh, about this pastor that was leaving the church, and, and uh, you know, it kind of ties into what we're talking about today. So today, we're going to talk about repentance. You know, usually, when you see that in the movies, it's the street corner preachers that are that are, you know, you must repent. Right. The, war, the end is near, and and all of these things, and and uh, you know, it almost kind of sounds like a bad word. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's when it, when I think of repentance in that way, it's the the fire and brimstone of you're all going to hell if you don't, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's just, I mean, it, yeah, it, it does. It, it feels like a bad word. It feels like <laughs> it feels like a super super negative thing. It does. And and I used to think that way. I used to think it was a it was a negative thing that that. It, it was almost shameful if you had to repent, right? Mm. I mean, because even I think the uh, when you see the people going into confession in, in yeah. movies with Catholic, you know, mm-hmm. oh, Father, I've sinned and I've done this, and oh, you must repent, and you you know that how horrible, and you just right. feel judged when you think, well, I got to repent. Oh gosh, right. um, but it's not uh, it's not what you think it is. It's not that bad, or it's yeah. not bad at all. I should say, mm-hmm. it's um, it's actually a good thing. So what's the What's the definition of repentance, Matt? So, so repentance um, to repent from something is literally to do a U-turn. It's it's to turn it around. Um, and so, essentially, what it means it, in as far as in the Christian context, what we're talking about is turning around from living life in ways that is not how God intended us to live it. So. If we're going down a track that we that we shouldn't be, that God said, "Hey, I don't want you to go this way. I want you to go that way." It's turning it around, and so it's really as simple as that. That's what the word repentance means. And it couldn't. It doesn't always have to mean repent from you know sin or 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 no. if you're doing something bad, stop doing it or 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 do the opposite of it. It could just mean you're just not going down the path that God wants you to go down. That's right. You need to. You know that that job isn't where God wants you. You know, mm-hmm. or that that's I don't know that relationship you have is, right. is just not the right relationship for you. Um, but we often associate it with, or mostly associate it with sin and mm-hmm. corruption and 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 all of the the negative things in the world that that God doesn't certainly doesn't want us a part of. Right. Well, and and I think the where the negative connotation comes from so often is we. Think of it as having to give up stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to give up stuff. Um, you know, it's, we think, you know, we kind of think of repentance in the same way of like the rich young ruler when Jesus told him, hey, well, if you really want to follow me, sell all your stuff and then come follow me. And then I'll know that you're, that you're all in. And he walked off uh, shameful uh, because he had a lot of stuff. He didn't want to sell it all. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we think of repentance like that. We think of having to give up a whole bunch of stuff to do it. And that's really not what it's about. Like you said, it's about getting your life back on track. And so now, granted, it does come with life change. So things that you repent from, you are giving them up in the sense that you're putting them in the rearview mirror, so to speak. But at least my experience has been that while that sometimes can be a little bit of a painful process, 
it always works out better on the back end. Yeah. Like I'm always glad that I repented from something that I, whatever it was, whatever path I was going down, I'm always glad that I flipped it around and gave up whatever that thing was that I needed to. Yeah. And it could be bad habits. It could be addictions. You know, like I said, we associate it with sin most often, but most of the time, if we have a bad habit or an addiction or things like that, I mean, that's, that's sin. So they're, they're kind of one and the same. Uh, so we need to uh, kind of check ourselves and where we're where we're at with that, and and turn around. You know, I, I think of the story of Samson, mm. um, and um, he went to go see Delilah, but he had to walk to get to her mm-hmm. uh, quite a ways. Basically, you know, just throwing a number out there, he had ten thousand steps mm. to to repent. Right, yeah. he could have done it after step one, or he could have done it after nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. That's right. But he didn't, and he kept going, and it got him in trouble. Right, and it ultimately ended up in his death. Yeah, but he had ten thousand steps to make that choice to turn around and and do what he knew he should have done. Mm-hmm. But he had that lust, he had that ego, he had he had all of that going for him that was just going to lead him down the bad road. That's right. Yeah. And that's the danger of, of when we, when we have that stuff in our lives that we don't really deal with, um, is that it can lead you to a point and there, and there's never a point of no return, so to speak. Um, but to put it plainly, sin has consequences. Mm -hmm. The deeper into it you get, the deeper the consequences get. It's just like all the rest of life. You know, if you, if you decide to skip work for a day, you'll, it'll probably be all right. You skip for a week. It's going to get a little tougher. You just get for a month. You probably don't have a job. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and sin is no different in our lives. When we've got those things, the deeper and deeper you get into it, the harder it is to get back out of it. And in my experience with that, just some, some, uh, addictions, some struggles that I've dealt with in the past, the, the ones that hung on the longest or were, had the biggest impact on my life then are the ones that still have a lingering impact now that are the hardest to completely get rid of and to kind of clean my mind of, so to speak. And so, um, again, it's not that repentance is an easy process, but like you said, you could start at step one and say, you know what? I need to not do that. I'm out of here. Or you could choose to make that turnaround step at 9,999 and it's all good, but it's making that decision and say, Hey, you know, God created me for one thing. So I'm going to give him some credit. I'm going to try it his way. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been going down this path. I'm going to try it out and see what he's got. Yeah. You know, I, I used to smoke uh, pretty heavily. And I remember uh, when I quit finally, how easy it really was mm-hmm. once I once I put my mind to it. Right. But being so entrenched in it for 30 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right at 30 years. It was a mind game. It mm. was it was really just just you couldn't live without it. You know, you, mm. you had to you had to smoke. You had to. Um, if I left my lighter at home, I was throwing a fit. I, mm. I just didn't know what to do with myself. So that's just like any other addictions, whether mm. it be pornography, alcoholism, uh, smoking, gambling. You know, yep. the deeper you get into them, mm-hmm. the harder it is to get out. That's right. So that's really what we're talking about is is just that repenting from it, um, get out, you know, before it's so hard that you can't. And you know, the and the reason we're talking about it, you know, repentance has a 
has that negative connotation, but it's really, it truly is a positive thing in, in that, you know, let's say, let's take drinking and clubbing as, as an example. Um, we both drink, um, on occasion. So we're, we're not anti-alcohol or anything like that, but there, but I've known people who say, you know what? I don't want to do the church thing. I don't want to do the Christian thing. Cause they're going to tell me I can't go partying on Saturday nights anymore, which is not true by the way. Yeah. That's um, true. um, but, uh, there may be people that say that that is not biblical that you can't, that you can't still enjoy those things. Right. But let's say you do that and, and you have, it turns into an addiction to alcohol. And let's say you say, you know what? I am going to go to church, but then Saturday night starts getting in the way of Sunday morning. So now you're thinking, okay, maybe I need to turn this life around. What maybe I need to do something different here. People look at that situation. And they say, but I've got to give this up to go to church. I've got to give this up so that I can turn around and go do what I think I'm supposed to do, what I know I'm supposed to do. I can, I can tell you, it has been my experience every time I've made that kind of decision that has always turned out for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, that making the tough decision of, you know what, that is super fun. And I understand the, you know, the dopamine hit, the joy that come there, the, I'm not even say joy, the happiness that comes out of that. But the joy of doing things God's way is always better. It, it always balances back out in that direction. And so it's not that we can't have fun. You know, it's not that we can't do those things. It's, it has nothing to do with that. Um, it's just that when we know that God has said, hey, if you do life this way, it's going to be better. Obviously, we're talking about God, right? Our podcast is Simplify Jesus. So let's bring him into the mix here. We're not just talking about our own willpower of, of you know what? That's not the right thing to do. So... I'm going to stop doing it, right? I'm right. going to turn around and stop doing it. That's that's not even the issue there. What I've found, and I think Matt would agree, when you start building that relationship with God, mm-hmm. you want to do better. That's right. For yourself, for other people. He, the, you know, when we accept Jesus, he gives us the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which is there to guide us. Yep. Um, uh, my daughter actually she told me recently that I gave her the best definition of the Trinity uh, one time because she just couldn't grasp how God could be three people at the same time. Mm. I said, let's say you have God. He's standing there in heaven and he says, you know what? I want the people to to be saved. I want the people down there to, to know who I am and, and give them an opportunity to be able to get to me while still not letting me be part of sin. Mm. So he took himself. And he took a slice of himself, and he sliced a piece of him off, and he mm. sent him down down to heaven. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Okay, now this is this is my son. I'm calling him my son, and this is, but it's also me, right? It's a piece of him. Which, I mean, if you think about it, my son is a piece of me. My yeah. daughter's a piece of me, right? right? So, so then he said, "Okay, now we've got Jesus down there now to save the people, mm-hmm. but once he's gone, now we need somebody to guide him." So he slices another piece of himself off and sends that down and says, okay, now this piece is going to live inside the people to guide them along mm-hmm. the way. That's the part that we got to listen to is that piece that right. God sent to guide us so that we know what is right. That's right. So, And that's the hardest part sometimes because even sometimes I want to squash the Holy Spirit. and say, no, I don't want to listen to you. This seems like more fun. Right. But like Matt said, it always turns out to be better when we listen to God. That's right. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's kind of a it's it's a good conscience. It's like the like the angel and the demon on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. yeah, that's it's a real thing. <laughs> it's a real thing sometimes. Yeah. And 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 it is important that we listen to that. I mean, cuz cuz at the end of the day, God made us. He knows how he created us. He knows 
what's best for us, you know, why would we not listen to him? We talked about this before, but Bill and I are both of the, the designer creator types, uh, me as an engineer and, and Bill is with a balloon business. We know what our stuff can take. Mm-hmm. We know what it was made for. Um, you know, uh, Bill knows more about balloons than I ever thought there was in the science behind them of different types and outdoor versus indoor and how different, uh, even light and stuff can affect it. And so it's awesome. He, he's the guy that knows that. And so when he tells you, Hey, this is only going to hold up for so long, or this is only going to work this way. You got to listen to him because that's how it's going to happen. And he's usually right about it too. Uh, I've seen it in action. <laughs> and so, so when we put God in that pursuit, not, not putting Bill on a pedestal as God here, um, but, <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> but, but when we look at, but when we look at the fact that God created us, he made us a certain way as different as we all are in all of the world around us. Why would we not listen to him? He, like you said, he gives us a piece of himself uh, in the Holy Spirit as a conscience. We have the Bible as a guideline for, hey, this is how God told his people to live life in the Old Testament. This is how Jesus lived his life. We have all of this stuff. And it's like throwing the instruction manual for life out and saying, nah, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I'm going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, uh, it would be crazy if we do that with anything else. But a lot of times we do that with God. We're like, eh, that doesn't sound like too much fun. We're control freaks. We want to do it all ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's true, too. Most yeah. of the time we get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so that's right. what are some good scriptures that we can use for this? Yeah, so yeah, one, one of the scriptures that I, I think of with repentance is 1 John 1, 9. And it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Basically, that lays out why why we repent. So, in the original language, uh, that word confess means to say the same thing about or to agree with God about our sin. And so, it implies repentance as well. So, I just wanted to clarify that, that in the language, this would be if we confess and repent of our sins, um, that would be understood. So, they're saying when we do that, that God is faithful to forgive us. Well, that forgiveness is how we have salvation, right? Like God can't look upon sin. And so if we're going to have salvation in him, it comes with forgiveness. That's why Jesus did what he did on the cross so that we could have forgiveness of sins. That's why he did what he did there. And so why do we repent? That's how we live in God's forgiveness. That's how we can have good relationship with God is when we repent of our sins. If we've got stuff, if we've got baggage, this this weighing us down, that relationship is not going to be very good. Mm-hmm. But the more we can live like God called us to, the better that relationship will be. I think that even ties to, I think it was Jesus that said, if if you have an issue with your brother, leave your mm-hmm. offering at the foot of the altar yep. and go fix things with your brother first. Right. And then come back. Because again, we have that, we have that issue that this thing is on our mind and it's just weighing us down and we cannot have a good quality relationship with somebody when, when somebody else, when something is nagging at us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think God realizes that. And I think even in that, he's saying, repent of, of mm-hmm. whatever's on your mind yeah, and just turn, turn away from it and get that clear your mind and then come back to me. Right. Absolutely. Well, and, and you think about it with, with our relationships. I mean, that is so stinking true when, when there is something when somebody's done something to you, we'll put it in that perspective first. If somebody's done something to you and they haven't at least apologized for it, you know, much less 
tried to make some kind of restitution or something, or if they just keep doing it over and over, like that puts up barriers in that relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. It's not until that person changes that that relationship's restored. It's the same thing in our vertical relationship with God. When when we're going down a path that we know He's He's not okay. Not until we repent of that that you can have some of that restored relationship. Yeah. And so, so yeah, it's it like you said, it, it creates it creates distance, fogs the mind. Yeah. So I think you know Second Peter uh, three nine talks about how God does actually uh, forgive us and the reasons He wants us to repent because it says the Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance, um, because. Even if we make a mistake, even mm-hmm. if we're trying to get on a path where, you know, God, I'm trying to, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to quit smoking, I'm trying to quit drinking, I'm trying to quit this pornography, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But then a week or two down the road, you you have a drink or you get drunk mm-hmm. or, you know, or, or you pick up a cigarette or you look at pornography again. Mm-hmm. Start over right then. Right. You say, oh, crap, I screwed up. All right. Time to start over. Sorry, right. God. I'm gonna, you know, Lord, please forgive me. Um, and and that's what the definition of repentance is. Now, it's not take advantage of his of his um, patience mm-hmm. towards us. We don't want to do that, right? But we can we can make a mistake, and God's going to forgive us. When your kids make a mistake, you're not going to kick them out of the house, <laughs> right? So. As much as sometimes you want to, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> uh, you're going to forgive them, you're going to correct them, and you're going to hope that they turn around and, and change their ways. Right. And if they don't, it, the consequences get, I mean, they, they continue on, right? Not only for them and their personal life, because there's a reason you're telling them to not do that. Mm-hmm. It's for it's for their good. Um, you know, it's not just it's not just out of frustrations. There's there's a reason. There's a reason you pick up your room. There's a reason you take care of the laundry. There's a reason you do these things. So um, it's all part of that. You know, one of the things I love about this verse too is that the Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise. It's something of slowness. You know, when we think about got our time versus God's time. Sometimes it feels like we're struggling with stuff a long time, right? That, that repentance journey, uh, we're slipping up all the time and it's years and years and years before, um, before we're able to really work through stuff, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if you look at the whole history of mankind, it's not that long. No. And, 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 and so I say that to say, Trust that God is going to work through your your efforts, that he's going to come alongside you and work with you along uh, through that. You and your own efforts, um, at least my experience has been, me and my own efforts, I do not do well um, in trying to fight sin on my own. Um, but when I say, okay, God, can't do it. I need some help with this. He'll come alongside it. And it's going to take a while to work through it. It's going to take a while to... Um, to uh, I guess be where you want to be uh, mm-hmm. with that. Stay the course. It's worth it in the end. It's stay, stay the course. Trust God to work through that because um, he always does. Let's look at dieting, right? It's not mm, It's right. not something that we can just do and expect results right away. Right. It's, uh, well, let's face it, uh, dieting doesn't work. It's a lifestyle change. Right. If you want to lose weight, if you want to get healthy, you mm-hmm. got to change your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an ongoing thing. So repentance is an ongoing thing. You're That's not going right. to just turn around and 
be all better the next day mm-hmm. um, or the next hour or the next week. <laughs> right. Um, it's going to take some time and mm-hmm. it's a, and it's an ongoing struggle, but we got to lean on God for that. And nine times out of 10, if you struggle with it in the past, at some point down the road, when you think you're done with it, it will rear its ugly head. And so now you've got all that journey that you fought against it and you've dealt with it. Now you're ready on step one to make that turn around and say, Nope, I'm done. I'm out. Yep. Um, and and it's all it's all worth it because now you're ready to fight that battle. Yep. And when you make a mistake on step ten, do it again. Start over. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I think that brings us to a good uh, uh, a good spot here because um, one of the other ones that that really stood out is Luke five thirty two. It says, "I have mm-hmm. not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance." Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't want y'all to think that we're up here telling you guys that oh, we're perfect and we've got it figured out and we've repented and everything is just wonderful in our lives. And uh, while things are a lot better than they have been um, <laughs> yeah. in my life, and I think some parts of Matt's life he would say as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm still a constant work in progress. Mm-hmm. And we're not righteous on our own. We're mm-hmm. Righteousness is... Uh, the definition is is your relationship with God. We are not self-righteous. We do not think we did any of this on our own. We know that God has done amazing works in our life based on where we've been and where we've come. Right. Um, but we're still sinners, as everybody is. And what did you call it earlier, Matt? Uh, the church is a is a hospital for sinners. Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus said that he didn't he didn't come to save the righteous, but that the church should be a hospital for sinners. That they he he came to heal those who realize that they need help. Yeah, and that's his first step, right? You mm-hmm. got to realize that you need help. You got to realize you can't do it on your own. And even when you get to a spot where you feel like you're starting to build your relationship with God. You're, you're really starting to connect with who Jesus is and, and what he did for you in your life. Mm-hmm. It's nowhere near over and, and won't mm-hmm. be until we meet him in his presence and get to ask all the questions that we currently have that we don't yeah. have answers to. That's right. Yeah, the, the Christian life, it really happens in kind of three stages with some super churchy words I'm going to throw out there. Um, I'm excited. The, <laughs> the, the first part is justification. Um that's when you accept Christ and the definition that we use with our, our kiddos is it's just as if I had never sinned. Right. So that's you're saved once saved, always saved done deal from that point until you die is what we call sanctification. And that's where God's working in you. And he's showing you all the, all the rough spots. He's kind of sanding you out and he's helping you uh, and working in you to make you who he made you to be essentially. So, um, that's the, the, all this repentance journey that we're talking about. That's all sanctification. And then when we're in heaven's glorification, when, when we are, you know, fully in God's presence. Um, but that sanctification journey, it's a long journey and it's not supposed to end because we're not going to be perfect on this earth. And so don't beat yourself up. The, the, if you, if you have struggles, if you, you know, you, you conquer one thing and the next day you're struggling with something different. That's life. Yeah. That's how it works. But Jesus didn't come for the perfect. He didn't come so that we could be perfect here. He came so that he could he could heal those who knew that we needed help. That's that's the whole point. The whole point. The church is meant to be for 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 people who know that they need repentance. Um, and that was that was Jesus' message. He didn't come to condemn. He came to save. That's right. That's right. And there are no there are none righteous without him. So he didn't right. come 
to call the righteous. Um, he came for the sinners. He came for us. So take stock in what you need help with and go to Jesus with it. That's right. Uh, Matt, I think that's going to do it for us today, huh? I think yeah, we've talked yeah. this one to death. <laughs> yeah, lots about repentance today, but it's important. I'm glad we got to have this conversation and and talk through what repentance is and um, and, and what it really means. It's, it's really not a bad thing. Uh, as, as much as it may feel that way, as, as painful as it may seem sometimes, it's really a good thing in how we can live life a little bit more like God made us to. That's right. Just keep fighting and uh, keep going to God. And, and um, of course... You can always come to us with questions or comments. Um, You can find us at simplifyjesus.com. Find our Facebook page. Find our Instagram, all that good stuff. And uh, uh, reach out to us. Send us a note. Tell us where you're at with that and how we could be praying for you. Uh, Because we all need prayer, right? We all need help. We all all need that intercessory prayer uh, from those around us. So reach out to us, and, and we would love to pray for you guys. So thank you all again so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. All right, we'll see you again next week.